Welcome to the FitPro Podcast, a brand new initiative from FitPro for forward-thinking professionals who want the latest information while on the move. We hope you enjoy this week's pod, and for further information about today's podcast, head over to our social media pages and start the conversation. And to offer feedback and suggestions for future podcasts, get in touch with us at publish at fitpro.com. I'm Aislinn Kelly, the Deputy Editor at FitPro. Today, I'm chatting to Kim Ingleby about body confidence in your clients. Kim, thank you for joining the FitPro podcast. It's lovely to have you with us. Perhaps you can begin by telling us a little bit about yourself and your involvement in the fitness industry. Oh, hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Yes, my name's Kim Ingleby and I run Energized Performance and I specialize in mind and body coaching. So I've been in the industry for over 20 years now, started out as a PT and sports therapist and found that a lot of my clients and also my colleagues and and myself were kind of suffering from low body confidence and self-worth, a bit of self-doubt. And I thought I want to have some other tools that will help me to help people really like believe themselves and grow their confidence so then I went on to do my master's in NLP hypnotherapy psychotherapy and now I blend the two together to help people really unlock their potential and feel good whatever they want to do in their life. Lovely so when a client comes to you who has got body confidence issues how do you go about addressing that how do you bring it up or do they bring it up? It's a really good question and I think it's I think when you're working with people it's really important to find out you know where they are in their life and not to bring it up as a problem even if as a trainer you can see it as a problem not to bring it up as a problem unless they are kind of in a place where they can accept your help and also that you have some knowledge and skills to help them kind of build up their confidence as well so sometimes you might want to start with looking at you know how they're sleeping changing their eating habits helping them just getting moving a little bit more doing mindfulness so getting what I say a really strong foundation in their overall wellness and then you can move into perhaps helping them with their actual body confidence as well but it's it's a sensitive subjects. A lot of people have strategies in place that they don't even realise that are perhaps negative but they work for them. So you've got to approach it in a sensitive way and make sure that the person has enough trust and rapport to really work with you to grow their confidence. And yeah, so it's different for each person, but it's definitely important to support someone if they're ready. And what would be a sort of signifier of somebody having body confidence issues? What would make you think, okay, this person maybe does need a little bit of guidance? Oh, there's so many different things because I think we're all really clever in how we like wrap up like how we perceive that we're confident but I think it's things like people not taking praise is often a a really key one so you're saying you've done really really well and they kind of brush it aside and they won't take that compliment and they're they're just saying well I really want to get wherever and I haven't got there yet and you're saying yes but you've done really well to get to this point and they they won't accept like the stepping stones of the journey and that's a that's a really obvious one that people aren't accepting kind of praise then always putting themselves down, so saying that they're not good enough or they're not happy or, or pointing out body parts that they're always unhappy with. And even though you can see that they're becoming stronger and they're doing things that they never did in the beginning, they're not changing their language and they're also not changing their identity because they've still got the old story in their head. 
so it's yeah it, it's generally those things sometimes with the body confidence it's also the control behind their habits so you know the habits that they do with their food or their training perhaps they find it really hard to take a rest period or have more sleep or maybe you know train a little bit higher intensity or train a little bit lower intensity and more say stretch and mobility so they they don't really want to change something because that's kind of like an anchor for their confidence and if you got them to change it then they would they would perhaps feel out of control so yeah it's different and I think an important thing is a lot of men suffer from it as well as women and I think women have had a lot of press around body image and body confidence which in some ways is good and some ways makes it you know more challenging but the avenues of conversation are open for trainers and clients whereas with men it's just coming in and I'm actually working with quite a lot of men now who are finding it really difficult to find the support and they they have a lot more sort of bravado over what they're doing but if you kind of just slow them down they're not really confident inside and so that's my whole kind of purpose now is to really get someone you know content in themselves but I think it is challenging because physically you can support people with the changes and they can evidence that it will actually work because you can see that it's going to work. You can see there's a physical change. But with confidence, it's all in our own minds. And so it's very difficult to say if you if you try these things or you, you know, you accept a compliment, it's not going to make you arrogant, but it's going to grow your internal self-belief, but also your resilience. But you can't you can't pop out someone's brain and go, this is what it looked like before. And now that they've done one or two years like development and they, they believe in themselves, this is what their brain looks like now. You know, you can't show that. You can just say it does work. So, so yeah, it has to be when someone's at the right place and the right time. And do you think it, it is a PT's role to kind of help them through that? It's not just about the physical development, but do you think it should be part of a PT's arsenal to be able to tackle body confidence in their clients? Uh, That's a really, really good question. Should it be? I think if you're a trainer listening to this, you should listen and think, is it something I want to work with? You know, is that something that I, I want to help people with? And also, is it something that I feel confident with in myself? Because I think you have to feel confident in yourself, just this like quiet, confidence in your own self as a trainer to be able to help other people but also to have a vulnerability to go hey I know what it feels like to be where you were because and to share your story but from a confident place because you've done the progression so I think as a trainer if you want to you can you can do some you know self-confidence because that comes into being a trainer but if you want to work actually you know, and offer it as a service, I really think you need the professional training because your clients, they trust you, they, you've built rapport with them. So you might find yourself getting a whole load of information that you probably don't know what to do with. And there are amazing trainers out there who I now coach who are like, I don't know what to do with this complex, you know, strategy that someone's got in their head. So I think it's, you know, as trainers, we all specialize in different areas. And I think if you want to specialize in it, go for it. If you want help, as you know, in yourself, that's going to help your client too. And if you think I want to, like, refer to someone, find someone who loves that, and then you can partner up because I'm all for, like, doing great referrals with other amazing trainers. I think that shows 
your expertise, but also like you're you're happy to refer to other people as well to get the best for your client. And you talk about the strong foundation in wellness that it's it's good to sort of enable them to achieve. So what sort of methods would you use to help them to achieve that and, and, and in so doing help them with their body confidence? Uh, yeah, the, the sort of foundation of wellness is something I've just, you know, I, I feel is really important because a lot of people are really, really busy and overwhelmed with their life. So how do you start? You start at looking at their lifestyle and and thinking, OK, so how much are you sleeping? How much is nutrition a problem for you or OK? You know, are you confused by different diets or are you fine? How much do you love training or actually is it just something that you feel you should do? Uh, what type of environments do you like to be in? So I look at all of that and then I look at, you know, their whole lifestyle with them. So are they busy? Do they have family? Do they have children? you know are they moving house do they want to get promoted with their work and I always talk with my clients around their three priorities of what they want to achieve in health and fitness but also what their three priorities are in life and sometimes the fitness goals are much lower than they think I should give them because they're really really busy with life but we get these basic simple habits in place that mean wherever they are in their life, they have a foundation of wellness that they know that they can turn to if things have got out of balance. So for me, it's, it's kind of a, a reversal, but that probably comes from the life coaching training. And I've done my nutritional therapist training as well now. So I've got a, a big range of tools over the years to, to help people. And sometimes it's not always starting with fitness. It's about that wellness. And I guess the, making those small wins in terms of putting the habits in place helps them to think that actually, yeah, they can do this and, and you know, to, to create an overall, a better sense of wellness if they're just doing it bit by bit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think in today's society, it's everything happens really quickly. So people want everything now, <laughs> you know, they want, they want their results now. And also they're used to kind of training really hard for, um, you know, Christmas or bikinis or whatever. And then they come back into their normal habits. And so what I do with the tiny steps is actually changing somebody's actual story about themselves so like now I'm actually starting to live like this and it's not a restriction it's a choice and this is what I want to enjoy doing and this is how I want to feel these are the words that I associate with myself so this is how I want to dress and look and be and yeah it takes a bit of work but it's it's really inspiring and transforming for the person once they're ready to engage in that but I do think if people are listening there's a real base for people just in inverted commas having some hard sweaty training sessions because that's all they've got room for in their life and the kind of work that I specialize in is definitely not for everybody you know that some people just want to go in the gym you know do some boxing do some hit and go home and and they're quite happy with that and they may not be uber confident but they love doing that workout and that's all they've got room for in their life so making the right judgment for your client which I know all all trainers do is really important as well. And in terms of helping them to instill these habits, what are some good tips as to how people can make sure that, you know, when they get to like day three or day four, they don't think, oh, I've had enough of this. It's too hard. I'm just going to stop. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good we've question. We've all done that. Um, we've all been there, haven't we? <laughs> oh, yeah, we've all been there. And that goes back to our habit of, you know, we go back into a routine. And I know, you know, even as a trainer, you're kind of like, I know that this is best, but I'm doing a, a, an old, old habit because, 
you know, that's easier, but it's not going to get me where I want to be. So I think the the key thing is is really supporting your clients through that time, but having clear boundaries around how you're going to support them so they're not contacting you you know, at any time, it's clear boundaries. I get my clients to do journals, like pen and paper journals. So actually writing down what they've achieved each day or every two or three days. If there's someone who's quite sort of of an addictive nature, I try and do it every two or three days, not every day. But just writing down, like, what do they do that made them feel good? And what are they still doing that they would like to change? And that can either be a physical habit or more importantly, often an internal thought process. And I get them to do that for 21 days, so three weeks, really supported. And then hopefully the awareness of the benefit of the habit change has come in. And then we reinforce it for another three weeks, which is kind of embedding that new habit. And then there is a support for another three months after that. So it's it's like six weeks, six weeks, three months. And I always pre-frame it was like in six months, how do you want to feel? And let's do that in stages. So the, the journaling works, um, mindfulness, communicating with other peers, you know, getting involved, talking about it. All those things are quite scary, but they, they help to make the changes happen. And in terms of language and back to the body confidence, what sort of things should we avoid saying when working with a client who may be struggling with body confidence? And is it different with men and women? Are there certain things to avoid with men that you might say with women and vice versa? Oh, it's that's a really good question. But I would also when I'm coaching trainers and they say that I'm like, kind of just be yourself and be authentic with it, because if you start to filter it's then going to sound really mad, like staged and they won't trust you with what you're saying. But I think it's things like if someone says, I really don't like this part of me and you say, well, don't be stupid. You know, you look great. If whatever they look like, they won't believe you if they feel what they've just said. So I have learned that if you say, look, I, I really understand that you don't you really don't like that part. So how can we help you start to maybe like it a little bit? So not think you're amazing, but just like it a little bit. Because sometimes if you're really bigging them up and they're really not feeling okay in themselves, there's quite a disconnect. And so then they withdraw a bit. They don't want to talk to you because they feel like they're letting you down because they don't like themselves and you're telling them that they're great. So it's kind of meeting them and going, I understand. And how can we how can we help you move away from that? But that's when you just need to be careful, because if they then go into a big story of why they feel like that, then you might need some additional support. So it's good to have people around you. But yeah, it's just positive reinforcement, but not too big a positive reinforcement if they're really not okay. Mm, So that would be the right time then to refer the client to another organisation that that can maybe help, um, you know, if you think, okay, it's it's a little bit bigger than what I can deal with. Yeah, there's all sorts of organisations. I mean, there's the NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. There's two different associations and they're great. There's the psychotherapy. I've done the GP referral scheme. So it's linking up with a couple of your doctors if you feel that that's relevant. Then connecting if you're local um, or if you do online coaching with other people who do online coaching who specialize in, say, hypnotherapy or body image and body confidence or nutritional therapy or like sleep management. I have probably a 
team of like six people I would refer out to. And I think if you think I want to explore this a bit more, connect with a few other people. And if people aren't sure, you know, they can always like message me and I'm happy to help because I've got a good set of resources. And it takes a bit of time, but I think it, it shows that you're a really caring, qualified and aware professional if you then refer to somebody else and they'll definitely come back to you and then they'll trust you more and you'll get better results. Brilliant. It's been really great to chat to you, Kim. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. I've loved it. And I hope everyone's found it useful. I hope they've come away with lots of great tips and they can help their clients with their body confidence in the future. Definitely. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. For more information about FitPro education and for details on FitPro membership and insurance, you can visit us at fitpro.com. We hope you enjoy today's podcast and see you next time.